This audio production is brought to you by the Islamic Institute of Toronto. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله المبعوث رحمة للعالمين اللهم صل وسلم عليه وصل على آله وصحابته والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم اجعلنا منهم وما بعد عباد الله أوصيكم ونفسي ولم بتقوى الله بتقوى الله سبحانه وتعالى في السر والعلانية والمنشط والمكره لعلكم تفلحون يقول سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المجيد ولا تقتلوا أنفسكم إن الله كان بكم رحيما ويقول أيضا إن الله يحب التوابين ويحب المتطهرين Brothers and sisters, all praises to the Lord of the heavens and the earth. All praises be to Him who created us, provided sustenance for us, and guided us, and gave us sound health, sound mind, sound bodies. May Allah be praised always as he has chosen to praise himself. For you and I can never praise Allah enough. We can never articulate the perfection that belongs to Allah alone. That is why let Allah be praised as he has chosen to praise himself. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to turn towards us with mercy and forgiveness and inspire us always to turn to him because we are living in critical times. This is one of those times that we need to reflect and ponder the beautiful message of this religion. Because this religion came as a mercy for the world, for all of creation. And every part of this religion is such. As Muhammad Asad Rahmanullah said, this is a beautiful piece of art, immaculately beautiful and perfect, that you cannot take anything away from it or add anything to it, it's perfect because it is the work of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore today I want to take your attention, bring to your attention an important teaching of Islam which you and I often forget. Islam is a religion, life affirming religion, very very important. Unlike many religions in the world that celebrated suffering and pain, 
and bodily repression oppression this religion came to celebrate life to celebrate health because one of the daily prayers of rasulullah was sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahumma matina bi asmaina wa absarina wa quwwatina ya allah help us enjoy in full measure our faculties of hearing faculty of sight and all our faculties intact until we die and the best prayer rasulullah taught the believers is prayer the shorter the better many people think you prolong the dua that is not the sunnah way allahumma inni as'aluka al'afwa wal'afiyah fi dunya wal'akhirah this is the shortest allim me dua and teach me a dua that i can pray always the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said shortest dua and the best dua is to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his grace and mercy and sound health health of body and mind and spirit so brothers and sisters we are faced with a pandemic today we need to go back to the roots of our religion how it can help us to face this challenge from within the source of this religion allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wala taqtulu anfusakum do not kill yourself do not do things that will cause your destruction your death why inna allah kana bikum rahima verily allah is all merciful with you all compassionate wala turku bi aydikum min at-tahluka don't drag yourself to death and destruction rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us to maintain health to protect health so there are three two things i want to emphasize today prevention and treatment is integral to this religion very very important and the prevention in islam starts with the daily habits of cleanliness in islam one of the important requirement for worship is purification la salata bidhuri dhuhur there is no salah valid for someone who did not practice cleanliness and the detailed rules of cleanliness in islam if you study the instruction from the world health organization all of the titles that would help prevent diseases every heading there islam has covered it oral health oral health how many times the prophet told us to brush our teeth laula anna shukka ala ummati la amartuhum bisiwak in the kulli wudu if it would not be too much hard difficult on my people i would have ordered them to brush their teeth every time they make wudu five times a day you brush your teeth and perform wudu five times a day when you make wudu you wash your hand so five times minimum believer washes his hands you cleanse your nostrils they say this is the warehouse of diseases
most of the diseases can be eliminated if you practice malumala anistirshat gargling the mouth and you know cleansing the nostrils because germs reside here washing the teeth washing the hand washing the private parts you name it all of this strict detailed rules in islam i have encircled your fiqh outside over there in the office tahara two big volumes you have seen the encyclopedia britannica 35 volumes fiqh book two volumes dealing with tahara rules of purification cutting the nails is a weekly practice sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the world health organization scientifically established that when you cut your nails properly and you know so many if you don't so many germs are hiding there so you name it every single teaching of rasulullah which should be the daily habit of the believer it will prevent prevent its preventive measures but unfortunately today many of us don't practice it many of us neglect it many of us do it only sometimes or once a month but these are habits and the world health organization says million more than a million people die because of not having the proper hygiene habits and they say washing the hand washing the mouth washing the hair washing the head washing the body regularly and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if a person were to bathe five times in a pool of fresh water will there be any dirt in, in his body they said no the same way in islam you know you the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is connecting physical cleanliness with the spiritual cleanliness that is why no salah without if we have to do ghusl the ghusl became wajib and I, i don't have time to describe the conditions salah is not valid salah is not valid without wudu and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam recommends some other important practices like he is to follow it if he was coughing or sneezing he would cover his mouth with the hand if or garment actually is better he is to cover his mouth with the piece of garment yes and the prophet told us don't breathe into the drink don't blow into the drink and wash your hand before eating and wash your hand after the eating this is the best practice of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam unfortunately in this culture we forget it completely as we were studying for islam in the islamic university this was a regular practice of every alim every student nobody will start eating without washing the hand and then after the food we not only wash our hands we brush our cleanse our mouth 
if we were to follow this kind of teachings, then when it comes to disease prevention, Islam set the standard for it. First time in the history, there is a very systematic teaching of the Prophet The Prophet said, somebody who is carrying disease, virus, bacteria, he should not be brought near to those who are healthy. Strict. Let not somebody who is sick or carrying the virus come into contact with the healthy. And that is why also Prophet also established the institution of quarantine, which we are practicing now, isolating the sick. Stay away from the leper as you would stay away from a lion. And the Prophet did not allow a leper who wanted to say salam to him and shaking hand. He said, Yes, we have given you that oath of allegiance. Go back. He did not allow him to enter the mosque. He did not allow him to enter Medina. Of course, today we have such conditions. I myself was told to go near a leper to preach to them. Actually, of course, in those days, they didn't have those kind of requirements. And look how strict the Prophet was. Prophet told him, yes, we have indeed taken your oath of allegiance. Go back. This is the mercy of Islam because you know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested us with his sickness, we have to follow asbab. Allah is the one who put causes. We need to follow that. And that is why some people ask the question, well, we are going to get sick anyway. So what's the point? Well, that is not the way Islam teaches us. All of the teachings of an Islam in all of the fiqh, if you study fiqh, it is based on qalabatullah. If something is reasonably working, reasonably established to be good, to be beneficial, we must follow it. This is the teaching of Islam, qalabatullah. There is no certainty. So we must take this, uh, medicine, qadawa ibadallah. For servants of Allah, that you are so treated and take medication. Because Allah has sent down no disease without sending a prescription for it, a cure for it. And whoever finds it and treats himself with that, he will be treated, he will be healed by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he was entering Syria Sham. And the news came that the city has this baba plan. So many people died, important companions of the Prophet But Umar knew when he heard the news, he gathered the Sahaba and finally somebody narrated the hadith of the Prophet to him. When you hear that there is plague in a place, city, don't enter it. But if you are there, don't come out of it. This is quarantine, this is containing the disease so that it doesn't spread.
And Amr ibn al-As, the governor of Egypt, when the town was spreading there, he said, this is spreading like wildfire. So let us isolate ourselves and go to the mountain. You know, they are leaving that infected environment, the polluted environment for cleaner air. And of course, there is no Jumaat, no Jamaat over there. Yes. So isolation enforced by Amr ibn al-Asr Of course, in Islam, we have so many precedents throughout history. Even Haram of Makkah and Medina was closed down. No prayers, no Jumahal for days. All over the world, throughout Islamic history, on so many occasions because of plague and other floods and others, and Rasulullah already taught us somebody who is sick or carrying virus, he should not come to the masjid. Because you know why? The maslaha of the community is more important than the maslaha of that individual. That individual can pray, oh, he will be rewarded. But by coming into contact with the jama'ah, when he may spread this disease, he is committing a major sin. This is the proper understanding of Usulullah. So brothers and sisters, let us reflect on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we have beautiful religion that teaches us to take care of our health, to apply all the protocols, all of this part of Sharia. As Imam Shawalullah said, this area of Masalih, governments can enforce rules. And when they do so, that is part of Sharia. It is binding on the Muslims to follow them. You cannot say these are the ruling of the secular government. No, this is the maslaha of the Sharia because Sharia is all about preservation of life, preservation of religion, preservation of intellect, preservation of property, preservation of honor. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to look at this crisis from within the sources of this beautiful religion. This is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately, many of us reduce this religion to simply rituals without understanding the profound nature, profound beauty of this religion. As Muhammad has said, it is so beautiful. The more we understand it and practice it, as it should be understood and practiced, surely it will save us from a lot of these problems. This audio production has been made possible by the contributions of people like you. Please consider making a donation. Our virtual line collection is now open at www.islam.ca forward slash donate. Alhamdulillah, الذي هدانا إلى دين الإسلام وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على عبدك ورسولك محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم أفر المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات 
الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم دفع عنا البلايا والمهن اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من سيء الأسباب والأدواء اللهم عافنا في أبداننا اللهم عافنا في أوطاننا اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ودرك الشقاء وشماتة العداء اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك ربنا لا تزي قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم اهد شباب المسلمين اللهم اهدهم اللهم ردهم من دينك ردا جميلا اللهم يا رب المستعافين انصر المستعافين في كل مكان اللهم كلهم عونا وناصرا اللهم عليك الدائرة بأعدائهم اللهم أرنا فيهم مجايب قدرتك اللهم جعل تدميرهم في تدبيرهم اللهم جعل سجنهم سجنا عليهم اللهم جعل جندهم جندا عليهم اللهم عليك بهم فإنهم لا يجزونك ربنا لا تدعلنا ذنبا لله وفرتا ولا هما لله فرجتا ولا دينا لله قضيتا ولا مريضا لله شفيتا ولا ميتا لله رحمتا ولا حاجة ترديك إلا قضيتا يا رحم الراحمين أطب السلام You have been listening to an audio production by the Islamic Institute of Toronto Education for Virtuous Living Please visit our website at www.islam.ca.